This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Home Alone 7. He's an adult now. He can he can be on his own. It, it's fine. Like, he, he, just leave him alone. What I'm not sure about is if our lives have been so different from the lives of the people we save. We all complete. Maybe none of us really understand what we've lived through or feel we've had enough time. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Here I am, Zach. Here we are. It's Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pitch. comedy <laughs> commodity <laughs> all right cool so welcome back guys tell me frank what did you hate about this movie i, I like swear to god you didn't like this movie <laughs> i didn't like this movie <laughs> are you fucking are you serious right I'm now i'm so serious are you fucking with i really me? didn't like it <laughs> i i thought you would enjoy this film. I really didn't like it. I really liked this movie. <laughs> I thought this had heart. This had passion. This had soul. This had a weird sci-fi aspect that you could get behind. And you're going to fucking sit here and tell me that you don't like it? I really didn't like it. All right. Well, that's our opinion. All right. <laughs> so, guys, today we are doing Never Let Me Go, a 2010 film by Mark Romanek. Mm-hmm. So... There's only, like, a few people that, like, really need to be named in this film. Yep. Um, which actually, like, for the most part are, like, big names. Yeah. So your your main three characters that you have throughout this entire film is Andrew Garfield playing Tommy. Yeah. You have Kira Knightley playing Ruth. Yeah. And Carrie Mulligan playing Kathy. And then I just put in, like, Sally Hawkins. Because it's Sally yeah, Hawkins. Playing Miss Lucy. Yeah. Because, you know, Shape of Water. Yeah, your favorite movie. Yeah. So Frank, you wanna you wanna <laughs> give us the rundown then? Apparently, you didn't fucking like this movie, and I'm gonna sit here and defend it again. Here we go. It's gonna be one of these podcasts. Uh, I'm gonna take my knife out and put it on the table. Put and- it out. I got my own knife this time. Um, <laughs> uh, so this movie is about a private school. Mm-hmm. Boarding, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being petty now. <laughs> uh, a private boarding school uh, <laughs> that basically it, it, you don't really learn exactly everything until more towards like the middle of the film. But basically, the movie is about these kids. It, it follows like three kids, uh, and they're in a they're in a private school, and it kind of just seems like they're just kind of doing like normal stuff and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and then it comes to realize that what the movie is really about is actually these kids are basically clones, mm-hmm. and they are specifically made to donate their organs because they don't really actually go into why, but uh, they don't. And I, I have, <laughs> I actually have like that, and then one other problem with this. Film. Yeah, but yeah. So basically, it's like these kids are donating their organs, um, and they normally do between one to I think four is like the maximum. So yeah. they do, they donate four organs, and then after that, they die basically. Um, and then they kind of just make them again. Yeah, because they're major not. organs that they're taking. Right. Uh, and then that's basically what the, it's about. And then there's like a love romance aspect that's happening in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's basically what it's about, honestly. It, it is like a very love triangle type thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought you, if nothing else, I thought you would enjoy the almost sci-fi aspect of them being clones and them kind of like 
their organs being taken. Yeah, I I I really like the premise of the movie. I really mm. like the the idea, the core like you know fucking who made the screenplay? Um Alex Garland. Yes, and you know what? This was a book before and right. my brother Matt had read it cuz it was done by Kazuo Ishigura. Yeah. And Alex Garland actually like not even halfway through the book started making the screenplay. Not no, not even no. that. He was trying to buy the rights oh. from Ishigura. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I don't know if he actually got it or not, but well, like So uh yeah, I don't know. I forgot where I was now with like what, <laughs> why we brought that up. Uh no no no. So I like the core like mm-hmm. aspect of like what it's about. Um and I don't obviously I haven't read the screenplay mm-hmm. and I don't know if there was like kind of like a misstep with the screenplay itself or if it was the director who then took the screenplay and then kind of like didn't follow through. Yeah. But for me, the idea is really cool, but I felt like at the end of this movie, almost nothing happened. I kind of felt like. You're kind of with them for all these years. You're brought, you know, through their entire lives with them. And then by the end of it, nothing. Dip like bumpkis. you, you kind of get nothing. Like there's no like, I mean, ending almost. So yeah, like that. That is like one of the issues that I have with this film is it kind of it seems very anticlimactic. Yeah. And again, my girlfriend Jess was watching it with me, and she's watching it, and she's like, "Oh, this movie is incredibly sad." But at the same time, too, it's like, what is stopping any of these guys from just? leaving that was a thing that i was and just not donating yeah that's what i was saying was like i thought that i was thinking to myself that i was trying to think of different angles as to where this movie for me would have been more captivating Mm -hmm. and i was thinking that possibly one of them could have been that this is the world that they are in and then it's like we don't want to donate uh, we are going to run away and then maybe they're getting chased by whoever. You know, it's yeah. this movie, in my opinion, I think Yorgos Lanthimos did it better in The Lobster. I, you know what? I was going to say like this while watching this, very reminiscent to The Lobster. Right. And although The Lobster came out prior to this film, I think Yorgos did it better. Although it's not exactly the same concept, it's very, very similar. It is, especially, too, with, like, the deferrals. Right. Which so, we'll get into. Right. But, yeah, I, I thought that maybe that it would have been maybe a little bit more captivating for myself in which if they were running away and trying not to get yeah. donated. But I guess there is something to be said about... I think maybe the bracelets had something to do with it because it almost seems like they're, like, kind of surgically attached to everybody. Not, I don't think they are. I think they were just bracelets that they just used mm. to, like... But that would that that is kind of like a tracking thing. For them. Maybe it could be. They don't really go into that depth. I'm no, sure they do in the book. Maybe exactly. So I, I'm saying like as a movie. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know like if the if the book goes more into depth or if the screenplay goes more into depth. But I think executed uh, as a film, it just didn't. I felt like it. I kind of just felt empty at the end of the movie. Like, and I guess there could be something being said about maybe that's the point of the film mm-hmm. in that which you're that always you, trapped to you, your destiny. You, exactly. Like you can't escape it. And so these characters are just kind of accepting it, mm-hmm. but it's similar to like Melancholia where I felt like, okay, yes, the premise is I, cool, I understand, but... but it's just like not that enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, in Melancholia, she's suffering from depression. It's very sad. It's very realistic. I get it. 
but it just wasn't, it didn't make it an engaging film for me. This movie, it's like, okay, they're going to donate and they're just, they just kind of accept it. And then there is a point in which they try to like get, you know, their deferral and they're trying to like not get it, but it doesn't, it, it kind of leads to nothing. Yeah. Although there is a line, one line that I really, really did actually like, and I thought it was kind of a powerful line. Was it the one where at the very end where it's like, we didn't have the gallery to look into yes. your souls. We had it to see if you had souls at all. Right. And I thought that 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 is almost kind of like a great way of wrapping up the whole film mm-hmm. because it's like these people are clones and they're just trying to still see if there's like any type of humanity in them or if they're just kind of like dummies, like yeah, if they're like just lifeless. kind of brain dead and they're just being created for this purpose or do they still have kind of like their own thoughts and their own feelings and their own aspirations and what do they want to do with their lives. Another issue that I had with the movie was the amount of exposition. Of course, you know, I'm another... There, yeah, I mean, there there were like a couple of times where it's like as I'm watching it, I'm like, hmm, they're, they're explaining what's going on as they're showing it exactly and it it kind of like defeats the purpose where it's like especially too like when what was it like um because this movie takes place between like 1978 and 1994 so like halfway through at 1985 they're about like teenagers now Mm -hmm. and they get brought to the cottage and like as they're on the bus like going there and it kind of seems like a place where like they have a little bit more free will they're like kathy's explaining why they're going to the cottage where you could have just shown us correct at the same time like or what? yeah you don't need to exactly like my issue always with exposition is nine times out of ten there's a way to visually show what's mm-hmm. going on opposed to just having a character just kind of blurt it all out to your face and then you just kind of be like okay now i get it like it's it's insulting to the audience and it just makes us feel like I feel like it makes the audience feel stupid. It's like you yeah. could you like you don't need to just sit there and read a paragraph to me as to like what's going on. I can make my own, you know, like I can figure this out by myself. Mm. But you're not you're not leading it. Yeah, you're not leading me to. You're just telling me, and it's just it's just something that I really dislike in films. It's mm. you know, you, and you know that obviously know. exposition is just something that I always kind of have a gripe with. Um, there's very, but there are cases in which exposition is done very, very well. And I will applaud those situations for me in this situation. Like when Sally Hawkins is just giving them the entire rundown. Yeah. I'm just like, come on. Like, like you could show it. Yeah. But I mean, it, it does beg the question too. Cause she does say like, cause she kind of like when she learns like what all these kids are and like what they're being brought up to do. And she comes out like during class and just kind of says like, none of you will do anything except the life that is set out for you. That is what you are created to do. Yeah. And like tells them like you're clones and like you're you're made to like donate. And it to me that was kind of like almost justification as to like why they're they are okay with donating and becoming carers and then donating after becoming carers. Because that's a whole nother aspect to it. Is because they're almost like brainwashed from birth. Yeah. That like this is what they're going to do. Right, so it, it's kind of like the same thing. And it, it's going to sound like I, I don't want it to come off like weird. But it's like the same thing where it's like somebody who's brought up from like a racist family. Like you kind of are taught that throughout life. And then you kind of like carry on those same properties. Yeah. So... It's a little weird to compare, but... Um, I, don't, I understand what you're saying. Though. Yeah, like, uh, but same kind of thing. Like, they're brought up to know that they're going to donate, and that's all that their lives are going to be. So for somebody to come in from the outside and be like, well, that's stupid. Like, why are you doing that? Like, you should just live your life. 
it might take years for them to realize that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought that like it, it would have been better if yeah I, that, if that reveal didn't happen. Like again, twenty minutes into the film, yeah, like like you kind the the, the characters already know who they are and what their purpose is. So it kind of defeats like any type of climactic ending. It kind of defeats anything, honestly. So yeah. like they like already if they found know- out at the yeah, end. Yeah, like that could have been like kind of like a like a revelation like oh my god, like like I'm a clone and I'm not I'm not a, I'm not even like a real person. I was based off of somebody else and blah blah blah, like all that. Like that could have been like a really good like revelation scene and then you know, whatever, but like there, like I know that you said that there's like a sci-fi aspect to it, but it's I wouldn't quite as going as far as calling it sci-fi because it's, I guess it is sci-fi, but it's in not sci-fi like in a traditional sense at all. Like no. there is never, there is never like you don't you don't see like where they're getting these people and how they're doing and how they're doing the cloning process or anything like that. It's it's just all you know word to mouth kind of stuff you know mm-hmm. it's just like or you know it's just kind of like uh, yeah we're clones and we don't really know exactly where we come from we think that we come from like deadbeats yeah but yeah they say that too where it's like we come from like deadbeats junkies prostitutes yeah because i guess they go out like and try to find people who they're what are they call they're originals yeah and it it makes for like something that could have been yeah like an interesting plot to it where it's like oh like you can go and almost find like your birth parents almost right. and like kind of go from there and again like lead off where it's like oh we don't need to donate like we can just like you know live lives and like have a family yeah and, and then they do end up they end up like making like a little bit of a trip and they're like we're gonna go find your original because we've heard a story that you know the woman the, like a woman looks exactly like you and then it's just not her and they're like okay that's it it's done yeah, and, and then get, it just kind of fizzles out into sausage nothing. eggs and yeah. chips and like <laughs> it's gonna fizzle out into nothing like i don't know it's just donald gleason freaked me out in this movie <laughs> like i i was not ready to see him with his long <laughs> with hair, his hair and his irish <laughs> accent yeah i was not ready for that i i completely forgot but then like a majority of the film too is kind of like this love triangle aspect yeah where it's just Ruth, Kathy really... and Tommy but the thing is the love triangle aspect of it isn't even like there's no like uh drama to it no it's basically just like Kathy's oh so like passive yeah for the entire film yeah. until Ruth realizes like hey except for that fucking crazy spot like in the cottage like after uh, Tommy and Ruth have sex and like Kathy walks by mm-hmm. and Ruth just comes in and is just like, you'll never have Tommy. Like <laughs> he's just for me and we're going to be together forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can just keep waiting. Yeah. And then it cuts to like two years later and they broke up. Right. And, and it's I, like, I, I, I don't know. It's like, just so like the movie just has like these things that just kind of all fizzle out into nothing. Like even the whole aspect of like the love triangle is like, yeah, uh, she's just so passive and just so like I'm not gonna say anything up to anybody about any of this, although everybody knows that I'm really yeah. in love with him. And then at the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie, she's just like, "Now that we've been broken up for ten years, and I'm going to die, and he's going to die, you can now date him." Yes, <laughs> just like what? That's, that's that's like the thing. <laughs> I mean, it does make for like a really nice scene because like. All three of them go to the beach together. Yeah. And, like, it, it, to me, that was, like, a beautiful shot. It was. It was a very, very beautiful like, shot. beautiful long shot. Like, they're sitting together and they're all talking. And she kind of, like, apologizes for all of it. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, even when they were kids and you could see, like, Tommy and Kathy, like, growing a relationship. 
And then the next scene, Ruth is just kissing him. Yeah. And it's like, Tommy's playing the field. Yeah. I will say, though, I do not like Andrew Garfield as an actor. I'm not a huge fan of him either. And after this film, I am still not a huge fan (laughs) of him. I'm not either. (laughs) He has the weirdest way of, like, delivering. And he's the only American in this film. Yeah. Everybody else is from England mm-hmm. and or Ireland, and he he is trying his best to do like this yeah. English accent, and it just doesn't and it, always it, land. No, it, it comes off okay. Yeah, but I've I've seen actors do way better. Right. Um, I've seen actors where it's like I've been watching them for years in a TV show or like in films. And then they do an interview, and, and it's like, holy fucking shit, that's your real voice? Yeah, yeah. So it it freaks you out. But, like, Andrew Garfield, I don't know, maybe it's his head? Like, he has an abnormally <laughs> large head for his body. I think, I don't think it's his head. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to tell me he doesn't, though, right? <laughs> no, I think it's, he has, like, really thick hair. Like, super no, thick No, because he shaves it all off, and it's still weird. <laughs> Like, halfway through the movie, he's got no hair, and it's yeah. still weird. All right. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, they all get together after, like, ten years, and they kind of, like... Just kind of rekindle yeah, a, a, a I mean, sort of friendship that... Like, Kathy has been doing, like, she's been a carer, which is where you can kind of, like, prolong donating, and yeah. you take care of the clones that are donating. Right. And she says this line of, like, the real test of being a carer is when a donator is completed before expected. Right. So... She is constantly like taking care of these people that have been donating, and like she says in the beginning, where it's like, "Oh, I've been taking care of these people, and like most of them end up like recovering faster than expected." Yeah. So she's good at what she does, mm-hmm. but it's a weird kind of aspect because it almost seems like, in a way, you could kind of get around donating by becoming a carer, and then why wouldn't just most well, clones so become think, a carer? I think that. Again, it's not really like, like the whole thing about them. Like, again, it's it's a cool concept, but like nothing is really explored that deeply, so you don't really understand anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't. They don't. They never t- straight up tell you, but I think that you are chosen to be a carer. Like they 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 see you and they they see your personality, mm-hmm. and then the whoever they are, the people who are in charge of this again, who you truck don't- driver because he just, he was just like I'll bring the forms tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Also, real quick, what the fuck is a bumba croc? I don't remember that. In the beginning, like in the boarding school, like they're like, oh, children, like tomorrow there'll be a bumba croc. I don't remember. And, that. and like. All the kids are like standing outside as the trucks come in. It's like, is that the bumper crock? I don't like, remember any of that. Really? <laughs> I don't remember because that. it kind of just seems like it's just here's like weird coins and like here's all your junk and oh you can right, kinda, right, like, right, buy right 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 yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you want yeah 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 and I was like, is this just Scholastic news? I think it's, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like their version of Scholastic. Yeah, uh, yeah. So nothing is really explored in this movie like in depth where you like you kind of get like a great grip of like what's going on mm-hmm. um and then even like the whole aspect of when they are trying to prolong their uh deaths basically yeah and they like sit down and they go to like the, the whoever the woman I, I guess she's like the dean like the head of kind the of. school because that's the whole thing is like it's revealed like halfway through the movie that you can there's a rumor about a deferral where it's like if they see 
two of the clones like truly in love and they agree with the fact that they're truly in love they will stop them from donating for yeah. a couple of years to really see if their love blossoms right and but then i don't know if okay if their love does blossom it still makes they still made it seem like you still die there's you, like no matter what yeah, you're you still, still going to, to do it it's just you're just prolonging it by a few years so like yeah. So what's the point, what's really? What's the point? I mean... It's just because you're scared of death, I guess? I don't know, man. Like, the movie, for me, just doesn't really, like, give you any clear answers to anything. And I guess you could say, like, you know, like, yeah, it's a, it's supposed to make you think. It's a, But it, 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 they more seem like plot holes to me than mm-hmm. than artistic choices in trying to make the, the person think. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, I, I get it. Like... I get the idea of the story where it's supposed to really make you think of like, you know, what really is one's humanity? Yeah. And like, it, it kind of begs the question too of like, how sick is the world that we constantly, we need to make a program of clones for donations yeah, for organs? Yeah, they because never, they never tell you where this is going. They don't tell you, is it like the rich? Is it... Is, is it like the one percenters? Like yeah. who is it just for like the entire world? And like, it kind of seems like that's what it's meant to be. But like, I don't like it takes place in 1978 yeah. to 1994. So it's like, how it's, it's how, not like, oh, this is like the distant future yeah, exactly. or anything like that. Like there, that's just, what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be like 2024 or something yeah. like that. So I don't know, like the, nothing is kind of said, and that's why I, where my issue in lies is that I, I at the end of the movie I feel kind of empty because they try to they try to do the deferral, it doesn't go through. Andrew Garfield's character dies, yes, and then she's like, "I'm gonna die" because my my you know my the, what's her name Ruth is just like right Ruth, she's the caregiver. Yeah. So Ruth is just like, oh no no sorry, uh, Kathy. Kathy is like, Ruth okay, is I'm one. gonna be you know I'm a caregiver. And now Andrew Garfield's dead. Now Kathy's like, "All right, I start donations. I, I have to do a donate. Yeah, I have to do them in a month. So then you're gonna die too. Yeah. So it's like, but she does have like that <laughs> that very somber, very like sad speech where she's at the fence and like tells of like, you know, I I just think like coming here, like all my troubles like wash down. Yeah. And like I'll see Tommy and he'll like wave. Right. And that'll be it. But, but then uh, she was like, if that's not, that's not what's going to happen. No, and I can't, I can't like, you know, make that dream. I can't like take that dream any further than like what it is. Yeah. And then she says we all complete. Yeah. Which sounds like a weird, like orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I mean, if, if nothing else, this movie is incredibly sad. Yeah. And it does kind of like bring up a point of mortality and like your humanity. Yeah. But at least it's trying to, I, I get it. Like the plot is so well, so the plot is so so the idea of the film is really cool yeah. but it's just executed in a weird way the pacing in this movie was kind of like slow for me like the, it, it is al- slow. although the movie like felt really slow mm-hmm. the development of the characters felt very fast like i don't know how to explain yes. it where like yeah it's like they're kids and then it just kind of jump cuts like 10 years later and then and then you're like with them as teenagers and although it, this movie is, is in a weird spot for me where it was like somehow they managed to make the pacing of the film feel slow, but the character developments feel like very fast mm-hmm. and underdeveloped. So then I'm like left with this like weird pacing of 
wow, this movie is dragging, but my God, all this stuff is happening really fast. Yes. And it's like really like a weird pacing that I've never really experienced in a movie before. Yeah, because you almost after like 20 minutes, you understand exactly where Tommy, Kathy, and Ruth's characters are going. Yeah. And there's still an hour and a half yeah, left. and I don't know, man. Like, you said you really love this movie, and all of a sudden, you're on my side, and you're I'm like, you know on what, your side. I, <laughs> it feel like you are. You, have, you really almost said no, nothing positive. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to really describe it, because it's like, I, I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm picking apart, like, what the movie actually is, but... I think like it's, it's weird because it's like overall like just sitting there and watching it, I enjoyed the film from start to end. Like I understand the concept, I I get it that there are plot holes throughout the entire thing, but I almost became like infatuated with the three characters and just seeing where their lives are taken. And yes, like it is an anticlimactic ending where it's like you know, you get brought up in the beginning where it's like, hey, they're going to donate. And then in the middle, it's like, hey, you're going to donate. And at the end, it's like, well, you donated, you donated. <laughs> and now you're going to donate again. Yeah. But like just something about it, like as I'm watching it, I really kind of felt like connected to how these characters are trying to like figure out their lives. And especially to like after they find out that the deferral is not real and Tommy just gets out and starts like screaming Oh, right. Like that that actually gave me like goosebumps cuz I was like look at how like distraught and like how like the news of this being just a rumor and nothing else really kind of like just crumbled him. And that was kind of like the last spark of hope that they had. Mm-hmm. So in the end, <laughs> I get it that it's not a good movie, but <laughs> but I found myself Heck, you're really over two the, for the for the I past know, two man, weeks. Fucking, <laughs> God damn it! Um, but I really found myself enjoying the film. Well, like, then I'm sure there are people out there that that do enjoy this movie. I'm sure that there's people who really love the book. And, and Mark maybe, Romanek left the Wolfman to direct this. Oh, well, I feel like he probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. Yeah, this movie just didn't really hit any of the bases that i really kind of wanted it to hit on like it was it it had like a size a sci-fi aspect but it didn't really explore it in any way it had a love triangle aspect didn't really even really explore that all that much Mm -hmm. it had a just like a like it had the potential to be like a cool kind of going rogue discovering like what's really going on here where yeah. all of this is going kind of like blah. Logan's run type it, thing yeah it doesn't really do that and I don't know again I said it I said it in the beginning like this movie just kind of made me feel empty at the end like I didn't it kind of just felt like the entire film was for nothing for me like I just kind of I'm taken along on this journey and there's no real revelation there's no anything it's just kind of like well I was told what this movie was in the in the first 20 minutes, and it was exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. So why did I have to watch the rest of the movie? Yeah. You know? I get That's it. where I sat with it. I get it. I and understand. And then I, I wasn't... A, I, I, I understood the point of the, um, the, like, the color grading of the movie. It was very mm-hmm. just gray and just very, like, you know, and I, I understood that, but it just wasn't very visually pleasing for me. It was just kind of like another thing. It's like, all right, I'm already kind of bored in this movie. And now I have like this super gray color palette to look at. And it's another thing where I was like, Oh, I'm sleepy. So many, like so many things were just like working against it for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So I can't say that I, that I really liked this movie all that much, but, um, again, I'm trying to get better. 
I'm not I was trying really, to. I was I don't really hoping you would you. like this. Yeah. I was really hoping you would like this. Yeah, well, but I didn't. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, you have a recommendation, Zach? I do have a recommendation. So since we're starting this new thing, um, I want to recommend uh, another podcast. So uh, it's on like a few different things, but I mainly watch or listen to it on Spotify. It's called The Adventure Zone. Uh, it's the McElroy Brothers. They have another podcast called My Brother, My Brother, and Me, but I don't listen to that one. Um, but The Adventure Zone is a really cool concept, really unique, and it's really just the three brothers and their father playing Dungeons and Dragons together. And they end up like taking it on like a very like comedic experience while still staying true to like the game itself because uh, they completely understand it. And they they've been out for like a couple of years now. Um, I just recently started listening to them. I'm on episode 20 now, but they have like 356 and still going. So they're, they're, it's an hour long episode each okay for the most part it's perfect for me like my drives to work because i get through one episode a day like there and back right but i i find myself like laughing in the car while listening to it um i like the ideas and i visually like picture what's going on and weirdly enough they have a comic book out too where it's like it visually shows you everything oh but that's interesting yeah so it's a really cool concept it's really unique and um yeah if it, go check out adventure zone <laughs> All right, Zach. Yeah. Thanks for the recommendation. Thank you for being recommended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.